Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, we are back. It's been two weeks. Have you been a good viewer and watch all the episodes? <laughs> we'll find out next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, look at that. When you hear that music, that can mean only one thing. That means the GH Report is coming back at you right here on After Buzz TV. Yeah. I'm your host, Frank Moran. And I am Carla Renata. <laughs> there you are. There you go. Uh, you know what you can do? You can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, we're going to have the chat up and running as well. So feel free to hop in there, share your thoughts about General Hospital in general, or perhaps anything you happen to watch in these particular past two weeks of episodes. General Hospital in general? Yeah. In general. <laughs> be, let's be general about that General Hospital. <laughs> Look at that. So oh uh, two weeks. Uh, first off, I think the, the biggest thing to, to tell everybody uh, is that uh, Carla didn't miss me during this time that we were apart. <laughs> that is not true, no, Frank Moran. True. Happy go, true. Jackie. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll dive into it. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, a little later on in the episode a uh, cool general hospital convention that's happening out here in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, I... Actually, when, when all the ABC soaps were on the air, when it was uh, General Hospital One Life to Live in All My Children, they used to have something called Soap Fest. And it would be at Disney, Disney yeah, it would be at Disney World in Florida. And all of the ABC stars would go there. And um, a friend of mine, Sonia Eddy, who plays Epiphany, who returned to General Hospital yes. this week, um, had some great scenes with Sonny. Anywho, um, I went with her and we had the best time ever. Oh, that's awesome. It was the best thing ever. Because if you're someone that really loves the soaps, getting to see your soap stars up close and personal in a very in a very relaxed, kind of, you know, chill out setting was really cool. And they also would do this thing where they would have, um, I don't want to call it a talent show, but it was more like a, a soap cabaret where I don't know if a lot of people know this, but a lot of the stars on soaps, they sing. And I don't know if they come from musical background, musical theater backgrounds or not, but a lot of them sang, and they would get up and they would do like two numbers that were rehearsed with a band, and every, it was the best thing ever. I had the time of my life. Oh, I right. was so tired when I got back home, but it was great. So it's March 10th and 11th, and it's right here in Burbank, California. That's right. So come, come early, come often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so come early, come often. Oh my god! Let's just jump into it because uh, I know Carla's got a lot of detailed analysis from this past <laughs> couple weeks of episodes that she'd like to share with all of us. So uh, let, you know, I uh, I'm going to start off with the storyline that's just it's still continuing to drive me bonkers, and that is uh, Nell's. I guess it's going to be at some point some kind of gaslighting of Carly uh, that has continued on, where she has. Uh, Finally gets a phone call. Carly freaks out, goes to the cops because she hears an, ex- an explosion 
over the end of the uh, other end of the phone, which is just part of the setup message. First of all, let's just talk about the fact that why didn't Carly go to the police after she got the first two phone calls? Like, why was she caught? Why was she looking at the phone and trying to figure out where the phone call was coming from? And then on the camera, they would show the close up of the phone booth where nobody was standing there. I'm like, <laughs> well, although, I mean, I guess if you got because she only got like a couple uh, missed call or a couple nobody leaving a message. And then she had the one. I'm here. But but that's would you creepy. Call the, would you call the cops if you got if, the, if, if yeah. that was the amount of messages you got? First, of, the first one I think the first couple of ones that she got, you didn't hear anything, right? Yes. And then there was the "I'm here." If it was, if I looked at my phone log and it showed that it was the same number, yeah, I would have gone to the police because that's creepy. I, I I really it would be great if Nell. I would love to know what Nell's plan is because I have no idea what it is. But what I've seen so far makes it sound stupid. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, oh, please, if there's something that's going to be cooler to this plan, l- at least let the viewers in on it. You know, and the other thing is I'm, I'm actually really annoyed at the fact that it took them this long to unveil what Nell's big plan is that she's hatched. Remember last time we were talking oh. about what is this plan? Like yeah. it's going on and on and on. And even Valentine's Day, she's like, oh, this is going to be the worst Valentine's Day ever. And it was like, okay. And what? It was, and it was a whole bunch of nothing. I can't. So far, this plan has been a whole bunch of nothing as well. I mean, at least she went to the cops. She got Jason involved. She got Dante involved. They went out to – they found the phone booth. They went out there. Of course, there's a homeless guy that's conveniently around there. Uh, but Nell's already gotten to him first. And so he's you know just saying whatever uh, he needs to back up Nell's story. But it's, I don't – so the, I don't know what the point is. Because the idea of like – she's trying to make things, as we kind of speculated, that Morgan's still alive. But – that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, so I forget who speculated that. That wasn't me. So I think when Je- when James was here, did he yeah, say that? Maybe. Uh, somebody said that. I agree. Nell is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ugh. Daisy and hey, Miss Kelly. Um, you know, I'm kind of I'm over. I'm just you know the way you are about Jason and Sam. That's how I am about Nell and her plans. I'm like I can't. So this is and the whole point of an explosion. So I don't under just that's what's so frustrating is that when GH holds the plan back from the viewers because we have no vested interest in seeing like oh she's being crafty she's getting one up on Carly if we don't even know what the plan is first of all she will never get one up on Carly because she's stupid very (laughs) true that's the first thing and the second thing is you know. I just think with this particular plot point, it's just dragged out too long. Like, they're really good with some other things where it happens right away. But there have been, lately, as of late, as of like the last two months or so, the plot points have kind of dragged on. Like, the whole thing with who killed, um, uh, who killed Faison. The whole thing with, with who killed the other chick, the one that was laying on the floor in Anna's house. Like, all that, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Those plot points, they just dragged out for so long that you were like, really? I don't, I need yeah. to know. Somebody said, Kelly said, Nell needs to pack her bags and leave. Girl, I'm with you. She, she Bye, Felicia. Yeah, because <laughs> if it's a gaslighting, it works best if that person alone seems crazy. But once you start bringing in the cops, you bring in Jason, that it seems less and less that it's going to be a gaslighting because there's too many people that can kind of just say, well, no, I mean, we traced the calls out of here. We heard from this uh, guy that there was an explosion from this homeless guy. So I don't, I have no idea what Nell is trying to set up. Just tell us, view. Just tell us, writers. Just tell the viewers at least. Yeah, if you guys in the chat room have some ideas about that, let us know. But I'm like, I don't get. Somebody said Nell's plan. Daisy Flower Forty said Nell's plan is only going to hurt Ava. 
Maybe you know. I, I at least like that Carly went and uh, stopped by the the art gallery, saw Nell, and just said, you know, every time you come up with plans, they're they're terrible. So at least <laughs> I, Carly, Carly, yeah. Carly, Carly just called her out. No, yeah, <laughs> I love Carly for that. She calls her out all the time. It's pure comedy. Speaking of Carly, I was watching. I was waiting for GH to come on one day. And I saw um, Laura Wright and the guy who plays Curtis on the Millionaire Game Show. I laughed my buns off. It was so funny because they were so um, unlike the characters that they play. They were kind of quirky and goofy in real life. And it was really refreshing to see them being quirky and goofy and insecure. And it was fun. I really enjoyed it. If y'all haven't seen that, go um, to the, I think, ABC. So go to the ABC feed and just replay that back. It is hysterical. So much fun. Did they, uh, how did they do? How much money did they They won like 20000 <clears throat> Yeah, they won, they won a nice amount of money, but they kept, you know how they, they play that music on Millionaire when they're waiting for them to, to get the right answer or not answer? Laura Wright was cracking me up. She would make a decision and then she would put, bury her face in, in, um, the guy that plays Curtis is, I can't even remember his name. Donnell Turner. Yeah, but she, he, Donnell, yeah. So she would bury her little face in Donnell's chest and I was like, I wish I was there to bury my face in Donnell's oh, chest. I'm just saying. I don't know James Light Jr. Uh, wishes that as well. Because <laughs> so did I. I'm like, mm, I know. <laughs> That's a chest you want to bury your face into, but I digress. So anyway, you were saying, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we get Nell doing her whole thing. And Michael, at least I feel like he's understanding, like, Nell, at least he's up, up on that. What Nell that really wants to get back together with him. And he's like, no, 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 I just want to, she's too bonkers. I can't. I can't be in a relationship with her. I I'll raise a, a child with her, but that's about it. Yeah, I got a, I get a feeling that at some point he's going to have a moment where he's going to break down and he's going to regret it. Don't you feel like that's kind of regret sort of, what he did with Nell? Yeah, I feel like he's going to have a, he's going to have a moment of weakness. I feel like because it's too much of him going no 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 no. And if soaps do nothing, they're notorious for setting us up for that. Like him going, no, no, no. And I feel like eventually there's going to be that one moment. Maybe she's going to drug him. Maybe she, you, you know, you know how they do. They'll drug somebody just like she, you, they'll do something to to weaken him up so that he has that moment so that she can now hold that over his head with the baby. Yeah, I mean, it's a stretch. It is. I know it's a stretch. I know it's a stretch. But, you know. So uh, one love there in the other uh, chat like, says, I called it that Nell's making it, more, it seem as Morgan is still alive. Oh, you were the one. Okay. Fine. But I feel like that works more effectively if it's Carly, the only one that is thinking that. I mean, you're but now that many... she's got other people, now that she's alerted other people, yeah. then that's not really going to be the case. And I mean, it certainly it could be her alone making that jump to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But she's going to also share that stuff with everybody else, and so she's going to have a series of events that so far have been corroborated by at least this homeless guy that there was an explosion <laughs> out there. Which, okay, <laughs> sure. So it seems weird to try to. I love the fact you keep going back to this homeless guy. Yeah, that bothered just, you, huh? I was just like, no, oh, fine, because it's just it, it, again, it was just stalling the storyline. You're hoping like, please let this homeless guy. And as soon as you said like, nope, it was a guy that was on that phone. I'm like, nah, he's already in Nell's pocket, which means the story is going to take so much longer to, to take care of. Mm. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. So uh, well, the thing is, it's like uh, if I'm going to be watching all this just to see another plan just fall limp, uh, thanks to Nell, then I, I'm like, I'm, I think we've had enough of those. I, I don't get her need out. To, uh, yeah. 
Uh, she needs to just be gone, period. Like, I just, she, like I said, the way you feel about the whole Sam and Jason thing, that's how I feel about now. The, the young lady that plays her is fantabulous, and she has to be for me to feel that kind of way about her. She is definitely doing her job for me to go, you know what, bye. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's my moment where I, I share with everyone that I'm dead inside. I am. <laughs> And that's a well-established fact. I've known that for forever. I don't feel – it's very hard for me to feel anything re- resembling a human emotion. So uh, these past couple of weeks, as I've watched uh, Maxie try to pick up the pieces from everything that's happened in her life, I will say – understand in real life, that is, that is a tremendous tragedy. That and and it's going to take some time for somebody to pick up the pieces and kind of move on with their life. Well, and what are you are saying? Due. In soap life, it doesn't work. What are you saying? I don't. I don't want to see weeks and weeks <laughs> on end of Maxi being all cranky pants. Okay, first it of is all, like, oh, okay, okay, wait, but wait, but wait. First of all, whether when you lose somebody, whether it's on a soap or not. It still is a process. Grief is a process. It's not going to be like, okay, he's dead. I got to move on in the next episode. Come no, on, Frank. I understand. In real life, take your time. In a soap, I got no interest <laughs> because they hit that beat too many damn times. I'm like, I'm tired of watching day after day after day of Max being like all sourpuss. And which, under in the real world, yes, take your time to grieve. In a soap, let's just move on. Let's go. <laughs> no. I got the beat that you're sad. No. Let's go. You know that's not going to oh. happen. You know they're going to drag it out. They will drag that moment out until she meet, until they find somebody else for her to meet or find some other um, activity to keep her busy and take her mind off of that situation. But Nathan was the love of her life. That's going to take a minute. She's not going to get over that anytime soon. Please get over it. <laughs> Writers, get her over it because I'm tired of watching it. Already. Oh, you know what? Rena said Max is going to fall for Heinrich. Great. I think that's going to happen, too, because he's all up in her grill. He's all in her face. Every time I, every time she turns around, he's like, hey, Maxie, how are you feeling? I'm like, you know what? You're mm. doing way too much. You're just trying to take advantage of a widow. Go sit down somewhere. Now, I don't feel like he's trying to take advantage of the widow, but I do think that he does feel sorry for the hand that he had in that whole situation. Yeah, so at I least agree right with now, that. I don't think it's like, hey, I'm going to hook up with her. I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. I think at some point it can it definitely happen because you feel like they're, that's the kind of setup. But also I, I have zero trust in the GH writers in terms of building a relationship because they'll, they'll take care of – they'll milk this thing out forever and then it could just fizzle. And I was like, oh, okay. Ah, I'm so irritated with GH and the way that they handle some of these relationships. It is so frustrating. I'm on a, on a tear. Anyway, so like when I have to watch a scene with uh, Maxie and Sam, which is <laughs> – They called you out. Uh, and he said, Maxie getting over Nathan's death so fast would be too unrealistic. Sorry, Frank. Great. Yes, uh, Annie. You yes, know what? girl. Am I watching soaps to see a realistic portrayal of life? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's escapism. Moving on. Moving on, Annie. I got to... I- <laughs> I got other things to be doing with my time than watching Maxie be an all sourpuss. Oh, she's That's not it. sourpuss. But again, I admit, I am dead inside. I don't feel these human emotions. I can't, I can't sympathize. I only find irritation in them. Because uh, when I have to see a scene of uh, Maxie and Sam in Maxie's apartment, and Sam's like, oh, yeah, I, when I went through, it's like, I bet it's different. Uh, I was there when Nathan died. Like, you can't, just because Jason came back, you can't excuse the fact that Sam did go through that grieving process. She, yeah, grief you can't is invalidate. grief. You yeah, can't Sam, invalidate it. Sam was kind of wrong for that. Grief is grief. You know, it doesn't matter whether you saw the person die or not. Grief is grief. It means that that person is no longer a part of your life, especially if they were an integral part of your life. So you can't just discount 
somebody else's feelings. That wasn't nice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Maxie, just move along because I'm tired of this stuff. <laughs> but thank goodness Sam, because, uh, you know, of course she cleans the apartment, which that also bugged me too. I was like, okay, it's grief. I get it, guys. But also, realistically as well, too, she got rid of everything that reminded her of Nathan in that apartment. But you're also having his child. So wouldn't it be great to have a photo of that, that kid, that guy around? Yeah, say, like, that's your Wasn't dad? there a scene with somebody a couple of weeks ago where they told her, I forget who it was that was in the apartment, that told her, oh, you, you might want to save some of those things. Same. Yeah. And then she didn't do it. I'm like, mm, no. okay. So that's cool. So you know what, kiddo? You, you, you did have a dad. He's no longer around. I have no idea. I can't show you what he looks like because I got rid of all the photos. <laughs> Deleted him off my phone. Threw them all out here in the apartment. So, you know, I'll draw you a sketch. Again. <laughs> I can't. You're killing me today. There okay. You go. Again, I admit I am out. Uh, I'm out on a legend. This again. I say. As I say, I'm dead. You're like Morales from a chorus line. You feel nothing. Is that what it is? I feel nothing. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I mean, I know Sam's got that box. She's gonna pull it out at that moment, and then she's gonna open it up and like, oh, the baseball's there. The baseball. Oh, it's so mm. great. So uh, we also have uh, Ava. We mentioned we got uh, uh, that the plan. Nell's plan would probably backfire on Nell, but we had. A, uh, Ava getting involved with Mike. Mike, of course, comes to the gallery uh, and is uh, suffering from the, the effects of Alzheimer's, thinks it's Luke's club, goes off, breaks a $14,000 uh, piece of art, and then takes off, gets arrested. That I'll get to that, that storyline in a hot second. But then when Sonny goes to try to make restitution with Ava, she kind of holds it over, the, uh, over Sonny like, hey, you know what? Why, I should, uh, that's great that you're going to pay the money, but you know what? Just to make sure that the charges are dropped... You know, Avery should come and stay with me for a night. I don't, you know, why are we surprised by that? Of course. She not. is always looking for a loophole to get Avery. It's, I, that that kind of is getting on my nerves, too. Like, I'm getting real sick of her always begging to see her own kid. Like, I get why, but can we just, like, let her have a moment with her kid that's not convoluted in some some shrouded of, oh, please, Sonny, please. I'm, I'm like, I can't, I can't. Would you rather just have it, and I tell you, I probably would not argue this, but the fact that... Wow, we never hear mention of that again. And we just assume that anytime she's not on camera, she's been hanging out with Avery. And we just, that's fine. We never have to have a story beat coming up about that. I don't know about that. Mm. I don't know about that. But um, you know what I would like to see is to see how she, how Avery is when she is with Ava. Because they never really show Avery with Ava. They always show Ava talking about, can I see Avery? Or maybe her taking Avery away. I think one time she was in a park with Avery, just one time, or somebody else was in a park with Avery. But we never actually see Ava spend any time with Avery. So I would be interested to see that, to see how Avery is responding to her as her mother. Like, does she feel some kind of way? Does she love her? Like, let's just see that. I think that would be an interesting storyline. Because I'm just saying, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying, because. Because Avery seems to spend a lot of time with her big sister, Kiki. So I don't know if, if Kiki has said anything about their mom to, you know, to little Avery. Like, I, w- I would just like to know. Inquiring minds want to know. I feel like Carly, if she could reach out to the GH writers, would request a very special episode <laughs> where it's just for that whole hour. It is just <laughs> Ava and Avery. Just hanging out in a in their in Ava's place, and we we'll just see what happens. I do agree with one one love RSR when she says she's tired of Kiki selling out her own mother um, for the Corinthos clan. I agree with that because it's like at the end of the day, whether you like her or not, that's still your mama. Like, why are you always throwing her under the bus? I agree with you on that one. Well, because as much because she's always got that little bit about what happened with Morgan. That I feel like that always 
No matter how much she says that she loves her mom, that's always sitting in, in Kiki's back pocket. Look, at some point, and and, th- and this is why I have problems with that, because she says that, but then she threw Morgan under the bus for somebody else. Of course. You know what I'm saying? She threw Morgan under the bus for Dylan, I believe. So it's like, really? Well, I don't know if she necessarily threw him under the bus, though. I mean... He was like, please take me back, please take me back, please take me back. And she was like, nope, I'm sorry, that ship has sailed. That's not throwing somebody under the bus. That's just being yeah, honest. No. She threw him under... She knew... She was leading him on, kind of, sort of. She was leading him on for the longest time. And so he took that... He, it was mixed, he was getting mixed signals. Like, one minute he thought he didn't have a chance. The next minute he thought he did have a chance. And so when he thought he really did have a chance, he came to her and he was like, please, let, let's get back together. She's like, mm, no. That ship is sailed. I can't. I can't get with you. And then, and then everything for him went downhill after that. And so she's walking around with all that guilt about um, Morgan. But the guilt that she has over Morgan should not be trickling over into her relationship with her mother. Although her mom, her mom slept know, with Morgan. I mean, I know they had a little affair and whatnot. Adjusted but, those meds. It took away know, those meds and gave him, give him a placebo. She, I know she gave placebo. him placebo pills, but. I'm, I agree with them. I, I'm I'm getting tired of her throwing her mom under the bus too. Like it would be nice if for once she just sided with her mom, just like had her mom's back just one time, <laughs> just once. Uh, you know, speaking of people having your back, though, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about somebody that has your back. Okay, who? Uh, you folks want to know? I have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life. For those who do, you know what? We've got a podcast just for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder Maria Menounos and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Mununos uh, feature celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life, from health and wellness to career and relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you never had. Just go to iTunes and, and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Mununos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know it was us who got you there. Conversations with Maria Mununos podcast edition. Check it out. Uh, other things that I want to check out include uh, latest episodes on GH. <laughs> Let's just get into the uh, the, the Franco uh, and our and our boy uh, Greg Evigan coming back in. Uh, more secrets. Uh, Franco remembering more and more about what happened. I <laughs> again, <laughs> I I was tired of Franco having these dreams about him and Andy slash Drew. That was uh, getting on my nerves too. Pushing down the stairs. But it would just be them at the top of the stairs, and then it would just cut to the toy that uh, Andy right. was holding, watching right. that slowly bounce down the stairs. And then it cut to just Andy laying down on the ground, just still. <laughs> and then, and then Drew, I like you recreating it. You're like... Just still. Just laying like this. Yeah, that got uh, on my nerves, too. I'm like, how many times do we need to see that? Okay, we get it. Somebody fell down the stairs and there's a toy. Okay, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he's because he's reliving that, and we get a little bit more each time where we get to finally see Greg Evigan's feet come into the basement and come down. Yeah, Bobby, what'd you do? <laughs> uh, and that all culminates with I was like, all right, I'm wondering how Franco and Elizabeth's wedding was going to get thrown off the rails, and this all throws that off the rails. As you know, I have not been a fan of that relationship since day one. So the fact that their wedding got thrown off the rails, I was like, hip, hip, hooray, because I'm not having it. When I look at them together, I don't see any chemistry there. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't, Franco, well, as of right now. I need for them to bring Lucky back. (laughs) I would welcome that. I need for Lucky to come back. 
They have a really cool Spencer in Port Charles. I would welcome that. Look, Please. I'm just saying they they canceled Nashville. Jonathan Jackson is free. He can totally come back. Get back. Yeah, I wonder if he'd come back. Of course he'd come back. First of all, primetime television wouldn't know who Jonathan Jackson is if it were not for GH. Excuse me. He comes. He will, he will always come back to GH the same way the young lady that plays Robin comes back to GH. They've been there since they were kids. Yeah, but I also feel like uh, a lot of that had to do with Anthony Geary. He came back before Anthony Geary left, and that was specifically for Anthony Geary to be part of his send-off. If Jeannie Francis was still on the show... Maybe, but with her on it, I don't know, like, he has big of a draw to come back just for the love of the show No, but this is the thing. So I feel like he could come back because Lulu's having a moment right now. She kind of needs some family around her. She doesn't have any family in Port Charles other than her Aunt Bobby, right? There's nobody else that's a Spencer in Port Charles other than Aunt Bobby. We've got Valerie. Child, please. Come on now. But uh, Spencer. Whatever. Valerie's, like, here today, gone tomorrow. But... For all practical purposes, it's just Bobby. Luke isn't there. Laura isn't there. Carly's there. Um, I, Dante's her. Isn't Dante, Dante's her brother, right? Dante's her husband. Oh, child. Ooh, the heat is getting to me. I'm having a. <laughs> ooh, I'm gonna blame it on the heat in the studio. But she's got Dante as her husband. But that's it. And it's like she doesn't have any family. I think it would be really interesting to bring. Um, Jonathan Jackson back just so that she has some emotional family support to get through this moment that she's having with Maxie. Oh, what about, I mean, can't Carly come out and reach out to her and say, hey? She has, but, you know, Carly got her hands full with nail and babies and <laughs> so, and hearing voices that she thinks of Morgan and running to, to phone booths where there's nobody there but a homeless man. She she got her, her plate is full. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, Somebody said, I, so, Kelly said, girl, what are you drinking? Girl, I'm not drinking. It's just hot. <laughs> you see, I got one shoulder out. It's hot up in here. <laughs> Letting some of that heat dissipate <laughs> off that shoulder. <laughs> so uh, now y'all know I know my GH characters. I've been watching GH for twenty years. I know my characters, but yeah, I had I had a heat stroke moment in that. <laughs> <laughs> so forgive me. <laughs> so uh, so of course uh, it all culminates with him uh, when he should be going to the chapel to get married. He goes to the construction site to con- confront Greg Evigan and say, Ah, I know what you're up to. You were there at the time. You got to tell me the truth. And he basically, Greg Evigan just confirms it for Franco that, yep, you know what? You pushed him down. That was the deal. Didn't want to tell you. And you shouldn't really tell anybody else because it's going to ruin your life. But, yeah, you did push him down. And, you- and Franco's like, wait a minute. I think you're lying to me still. I think you pushed him down. Hmm. Do you think Greg's sole purpose in being in Port Charles was to drop that bomb? No, because no, he's under he's he's something definitely shady with Charles Street. He wants something that's underneath there. Uh, since uh, Curtis got a chance to look at the, the the architectural schematics and see that he's been doing some deep dive research on what's underneath the streets mm-hmm. of Charles Street. So there's something that he's looking for. Of course, we don't know what it is yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's just uh, just a nice, convenient. I, I don't know. I don't know if having Franco there was something that he hoped. Well, he, he's a famous artist, so he'd probably know where he lived. But mm-hmm. I guess just. A coincidence that two things that uh, have are playing a big part in his life are happening in the same area. I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't. I don't think it's for him. I think mm-hmm. for for Franco having him come into town is going to probably you know alleviate some of the guilt for him. But mm-hmm. I don't think if he it doesn't turn it doesn't turn does indeed turn out to be the person that pushed Andy down the stairs instead of uh, Franco. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, who who wants that secret to ever come out. Nobody, so. especially Franco. So there's that. Yeah, well, no, Franco loved for it to come out. The fact that that it absolves him, like, no, 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 it was Greg Evigan that pushed uh, Andy down the stairs. It was never me. 
then he would love to have that. But I, Greg Evigan has that's, no desire no, for that to come out. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, but before we can find out anything, though, we get what I, I love that we end the week on. Oh, yes. Rena uh, Rena says, why does everyone believe Franco was a devious one? Drew may have tortured him. This is true. And you know what? That actually would be a good plot point because then that would give Drew something to do other than, you know, his relationship with Sam. And and how that trajectory is going, so okay. that would be good. And Daisy Flyer, now you're saying not Greg, it's Jim. Yes, uh, Jim is his character name, but it, he's always going to be Greg Evigan to me. <laughs> That's the actor's real name. Uh, there you go. I could call him just my two dads. I could do that as well too. But you, you always call him my two dads. My two you dads. always refer to him right. as, as my two dads. My two dads. I'll just refer to him as that. My two dads. Instead. I kind of like that idea, Rena. Though that's a good idea, don't you think? You don't care. You're dead inside. Okay, moving on. I mean, I would love for this whole storyline to be over because it's been dragging out forever (laughs) about, you know, let's just get to the point where I'd rather see the the iteration of the storyline where Drew gets any of his memories back and at least remembers Franco Mm -hmm. and they can have some kind of better, different kind of connection than the the one that's kind of established based on uh, Jason's kind of memories. Because mm-hmm. that's the only run that they really have, mm-hmm. uh, other than what they've done since you know Jake Doe came back to poor Charles mm-hmm. and those previous interactions. But everything else prior to that, just based on Jason's memory. So it'd be cool to have his original Drew memories and see if that alters the kind of relationship he'd want to have with Franco. I agree with that. Uh, but before we can get anything for this, uh, yeah, of course, Kelly, P- BJ and the Bear as well. <laughs> you yes. said that before, too, yeah, didn't BJ you? Say, no, world. that wasn't you. That was James Lott Jr., who's like BJ and the Bear, remember? Yeah, yeah, and he was all excited about it. <laughs> Uh, before we can get anything, though, and it impacts all the storylines, uh, we'll just give a shout-out to this before we go back and talk about some other stuff. There's a huge earthquake that strikes Port Charles. Fantastic. First of all, Port Charles is in New York. Ain't no earthquake hitting New York. Well, it, it's hitting now. And, oh. of course, we're going to see a lot of craziness ensuing. We can figure out what's going to happen uh, when we see it next week. But... Uh, we'll come back to that in just a moment. Uh, <laughs> other storylines, though, of course, we've got the whole big dance. This is the week of the dance finally happening. We've, uh, we've got Maxie. We've got uh, uh, Oscar putting mm-hmm. together their alternative dance mm-hmm. over at the Floating Rib. Mm-hmm. That's the place you want to go. <laughs> That's the place you want to go for a yes. dance. The a Floating dance. Rib. Well, they're no. going to do it at Charlie's. And, of course, because of all the shenanigans happening with, with Charles Street. And Julian and Charles Street and all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the pipe's back up. They can't oh. do it. Somebody said the earthquake is pointless if it's not killing off ten characters, Miss Jackie. I agree. Uh, they gonna kill off somebody. Hopefully, they'll kill off Nell. <laughs> no, I mean they could kill off Greg Evigan. You know, my two dads could be buying the farm on this one. <laughs> Somebody said I live in New York. We had a me. Oh, really? I lived in New York for twenty years. I never felt an earthquake there. So there's that. But thank you for informing me. I'm like I've never felt an earthquake there, but um, and somebody said uh, Kelly said the last Port Charles earthquake was in 1990. It just cracks me up that Port Charles is having an earthquake. That's just funny to me. Oh, like great. okay, uh, so uh, we get to have the alternative dance, and Drew and Sam are there as chaperones. Look at that, how very nice. And uh, we do get a moment though where uh, and Kim is there as well, but we get a moment where somebody kind of uh, crashes the the dance. And they're not happy about this whole thing actually occurring and throws red paint and uh, a person ducks and it gets all over uh, Jocelyn's dress. Aww. Look at that. But Oscar, man, tackle that boy down. Tackled him. <laughs> he learned that from Drew. Yeah. 
so after after all that happens, though, mm-hmm. uh, they, you know, Drew steps in and says, "Hey, we uh, chases the guy off," but mm-hmm. also tells Oscar, who's all worked up, "It's like, hey, you're the host of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't let this. Uh, don't let this evening turn into all about that." Get everybody's spirits up. Keep it going. Don't let this drag it down. So mm-hmm. he keeps it going. But at, towards the end of the evening, as people are still having a fun time, Oscar takes Jocelyn away because he wants to have a little alone time with her. Great. But if you were – all right, Carla, paint me a picture. All right, ask me, answer me a question here. So <laughs> you're you're at this big shindig. You're even the host of it. Mm-hmm. And you uh, – there's somebody that you're fancying, that you're dating or kind of at least in, involved with. And you're like, yeah, I'd be a little alone time with you. Mm-hmm. Would you go into a freezer and have that alone time? Hell No. You could get locked in there. First of all, first of all, I'm a black person. We don't like the cold. So, no, I'm not going in a freezer <laughs> to have no alone time with anybody, least of all myself. So, there's that. And, uh, no, I would not be going in a freezer. Because I mean, you could get locked in there. And if you get locked in there and nobody knows you're in there, you could die. I'm like, no. Yeah. So, out of everywhere you could take – I didn't know that – I'm sure the floating rib is not a huge establishment. But there's an alley <laughs> outside. You could go there. But instead, Oliver or Oscar takes uh, Jocelyn all the way back to the freezer of the floating rib. And uh, as soon as he leaves the door open, you're like, okay. You know this, it's going to close. Yes. Right, exactly. And then the earthquake strikes and then it does closes. Close. So fantastic. But why would you take somebody to a freezer? First of all, that is so not romantic. That is not muy bueno. I'm just, ugh, no. It's like, <laughs> what's the way Jocelyn's dress that Nell got for her? Nell had no right to give Jocelyn. Well, yeah. Nell don't have no right to do nothing. Nell, Nell has no life, so there's that. And then somebody said, come on, the freezer. <laughs> Laugh out loud, children. That was, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. like, I'm, And I'm with you. Yeah, a freezer is not a ro- That's not a romantic getaway. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> it's not. No. Nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, Just where I wanted. I imagine I'd always be with you if I wanted to kiss. A freezer. No. Ain't nobody trying to be in no freezer. Yeah. No. Uh, jump back there. I know that uh, Kelly is a, a man. Just a dress that Nell got her. I got her, of course. Nell had no right to give Joss that dress. That is a, uh, certainly that, uh, uh, gosh, uh, Michelle uh, Stafford's character. Uh, that, uh, Nina mm-hmm. tells Carly mm-hmm. that, uh, hey, you know, uh, I that, that was a dress that's not supposed to be released yet. Somehow mm-hmm. I see a photo of uh, Jocelyn wearing that. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Mm-hmm. And... Says, oh yeah, Nell gave it to her. It's like that she should never have done that. So when Nell goes to the gallery, kind of throws shade at Nell, brings that up, and says, "You know what? You're gonna have a bill coming at you for four thousand dollars from from Nina." But then, and Nell kind of gets worked up, and then says, "Ah, what is this? Nina's busy running the company? She doesn't know anything that's going on." Like, and, and then it just got brushed aside. I'm like, "Well, well, no, no. I mean, Nina clearly knows what's going on." First of so. all, it's a fashion magazine, so there's that. And and if there's a dress that's missing and it's a fashion magazine and it's not supposed to be seen by the public, then yes, yeah, she gonna know as the editor of the magazine. Like yeah. for real, that would that would be like Anna Wintour of Vogue not knowing that something is coming out of a room at Vogue. That's never gonna happen. So we'll see if there's any pickup for that, or I guess you know when it comes down to an earthquake in Port Charles, you know, does a thing like a dress really matter in the scheme of things? I guess we'll find <laughs> out. We'll find out. <laughs> so, oh my God, I can't. So uh, we also, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the the, yeah, the Alzheimer storyline with Sonny and Mike. Oh yeah, a little that bit makes me that. sad. Uh, so, of course, since Mike gets arrested for what he did over at Ava's gallery, uh, he gets taken to jail. And we just get the time. Uh, this just so happens to come at the same week that Dante gets a new partner. Somebody fresh into Port Charles. And uh, we get to see that beat of like the guy that's new to town, doesn't understand. Well, th- what irritated me about this? Not that he doesn't understand the, uh, the dynamics of the town. 
that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he he says, I gotta follow the I gotta be I gotta follow procedure. I gotta stick to this. this is my first week in town. I gotta stick to what it is. Like what would it what would it say about me if I just let your your uh, your father, who has Alzheimer's, and you've told me that, uh, and so I could see that he's clearly a little confused about exactly where he is. Who what would that say about me if I just let him go? And I'm also thinking, but you're also an officer of the law. What about having compassion? That's what I was about to say. It's like, how about a little empathy? How would you feel if that was someone that was related to you? And let's just talk about this for a second. How many times do they have to arrest Mike (laughs) doing, you know, having a moment in whatever establishment that he's having a moment in before somebody goes, let's get him some help? Why do we keep letting Mike out on the loose? (laughs) That's true. There you go. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, first it was the diner. Now it's the gallery. I'm like, come on, y'all. Really? Yeah. Uh, we also see, though, that as uh, Sonny shares the diagnosis with uh, Carly and Jason, Rita comes into town just to go visit. Visit her coming. I'm going to come I love surprise. Rita. But uh, once Carly fills Rita in on what the deal is with Mike, she says, you know what? I, I got to go. Don't even tell Mike I was here. I can't. I didn't sign up for this. We, we're, we've been dating, but, you know, we're not married or anything, and it's not something I want part of my life. We both came out of, uh, you know, uh, rehab together. Uh, we're both recovering addicts. So That was pretty – that was pretty – um, that's cold blooded, but I also think it's honest too. I mean, it's it's honest, but it's still cold blooded. Oh, true. You know, because I think I think part of her knew when she encouraged him to go to Port Charles. Is some she she said he's in trouble, and I don't know why. When they were back in um, Bensonhurst, she said that to Sonny, but she didn't, and she knew something was up with him and his 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 brain and how he was thinking, but she didn't know what it was. She wasn't sure if it was just, you know, somebody that was just old having typical typical um, old age, you know, not the remembering stuff. Yeah, senior moments, or if it was something a little more serious, which is why she encouraged him to go to ben, uh, to go to Port Charles with Sonny, because it was almost her way of absolving herself of the situation for a second. Like, oh. You know what I mean? Well, then you know what? She should have never came down to visit. She should have just ghosted right then. Like, nope, I'm just going to clear out of this. No, I think she came to just make sure that, you know, it wasn't something serious. And then when she found out it did, she was like, okay, deuces, I got to (laughs) bounce. It's not for me. It's not for me. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, it's... Yeah, I, I, Mike. Uh, how many times will I have to hear this story again? Because he keeps he, Rita has been like his kind of go-to. Anytime he kind of gets a little you know, confused about where he is, like I got, I got to get back to Rita. She's making dinner. I know. So I think the fact that she she bounced is going to make him snap. I think that's going to be the impetus to really take him over the edge, and where they're going to have to do something. You know. Yeah, it'll be. So they do find out the. I mean, the expectancy of this is four to eight years. It'll be. Curious to see how long GH decides to stick with the storyline and, and how frequent we will get to see kind of updates or at least progression of the storyline. I think if they were smart, they would they would write it out for what it is so that people so that so that General Hospital can bring the right amount of awareness to that um, right amount of awareness to that issue. Um ABC, the reason I love watching the ABC soaps and, and General Hospital in, in that, that lane of, of shows is because ABC, for me, has always been that network of tackling really difficult subjects um, that resonate with the public. They, they were the first ones to have um, a lesbian storyline on All My Children. They, they always did great groundbreaking things on each one of the soaps. And so I think introducing this storyline to General Hospital will um, 
gives people some awareness through the writing and through the way that they're treating it, I really hope and pray that they don't gloss over the issue because in real life, that's not an issue that's glossed over. It Sometimes those episodes for people, it happens over a period of time and there's always one incident that kind of clicks them over the edge. So it would be nice to see what the one incident is that's going to click him over the edge, whether it's going to be Rita leaving his life or whether it's something else. And it'll be interesting to see how the family deals with it, whether they're angry, whether they bring up their own issues. It'll just be really interesting to see how that plays out. And I really hope that they I hope that the writers and the producers take the time to flush that out. Um, uh, well, so. yeah, it'd be. I mean, I could see a soap maybe trying to tackle something that was like a. Uh, <laughs> it was like I gotta go. My pizza just got here. <laughs> oh man! At least what what flavor is it? <laughs> you it. got some pepperoni, yeah, Aaron. What's come on up? Now. Just leave us with that. Uh, yeah, I, I could see maybe if they did like a four year kind of arc for this and kind of go on the lower end of what the life expectancy is with somebody with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just don't know if a soap could be as ambitious to do an eight year one because that's I feel like that's a, a lot. To commit towards that, but I feel like a four one you could tell a really strong one over that period of time. Yeah, I mean, uh, someone mentioned that they uh, uh, Kelly mentioned that they do the they revisit the AIDS thing every year, um, and they and they deal with heart disease when they do the nurses ball that deals with um, heart disease with women. So uh, when they had the whole Stone storyline, when Stone was diagnosed with AIDS, and then of course because Stone had been with Robin, she had a um, full blown AIDS too. They wrote that out, and they showed they showed what the um, repercussions are of having that disease, and how it's manageable for some people, and how it's not manageable for others. So I'm hoping that with the with the dementia Alzheimer's storyline, that they would um, give that storyline the same type of respect. I think it's I think we're in a different day though, which is kind of frustrating because it's back then. You imagine at uh, Robin and and Stone, they were both at least for sure. Robin, I think they were under contract, so they were there pretty much on an re- ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Max Kelly, he's you know reoccurring at best, and so I, I wonder how frequently we would see these storylines. I don't know, but I, I I regardless of the frequency, I hope that when whenever they do show it, Agreed. that they just they they. Um, deal with it in a very sensitive manner and they don't gloss over it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, Miss Yankee, they just forgot oh, the about Anna's ball, cancer. AIDS research? It is, because it's all about Robin gets out there and she does her speech every year. Oh. Uh, I thought it was for heart health, too. I thought it was a, a combination of both. I could be wrong. I thought it was for the for AIDS and oh, HIV. I, I don't know why I thought it. You know what? I think I thought it was for heart, heart health because... Um, during that month, they also uh, GH and ABC always promotes that hmm. they're always wearing red, and, and that's why I think that's why I thought that. So my bad. Uh, Anna's cancer. I mean, they haven't really talked about like any of the issues about it, but they she will often be singing at the hospital. Oh, I was just setting up my next blank appointment to to deal with that for her issue that she has. Yeah. Uh, mm. So of course we got uh, the last story links. I know people were mentioning that up. We get Andre Anthony Morgan out of jail. <laughs> and back in, uh, I'll be curious to see how often he's going to be involved because now, now he's finally doing the thing that we want him to do, which mm. is going on an adventure with mm. Anna. Mm. But like, she's already got this kind of weird issue between her and Finn. I think that ship has sailed. I know in GH it probably has, but we have Finn and Alexis. They they hook up. I like Finn and Alexis. Well, they they sleep I'm digging, together. I'm digging Finn and Alexis. Of all the pow- of all the couples on GH, I like Finn and Alexis because Finn and Alexis are interesting to me. You don't think Anna and Finn are interesting? I mean, I'd rather have Anna and Andre, but I mean, Anna and Finn have chemistry, but you know. 
So uh, we're curious. Uh, they're basically they're on the hunt for uh, Anna's missing child, whether that is a daughter <laughs> or really it's just going to be a big roundabout search that's going to point them right back to Heinrich. I think we'll I out. think the daughter thing. I really think that was just to throw people off. Yeah, it's, it's going to end up being Heinrich because that would just be way too many things. To find out that like yeah, from Faison who went to like zero children to like possibly three is that's uh, a lot. That would be a lot. So that's two, a lot. Two, and then we've already narrowed that down to one. Thanks and, to Nathan being right. On the and campus. then if the, if if that is true, if there really is a daughter, then that would ha- affect her relationship with Robin. And you know, I don't know. Just like you were mentioning, um, the Max who plays Mike mentioning how often he would be on GH for the whole Alzheimer's storyline. How how many episodes would would the the girl that plays Robin be available? For a storyline dealing another sibling, you know yeah. what I mean. I don't know if she, time commitment wise, she'd be able to do that. It's uh, yeah, because the one reason that she feels like she hasn't told Robin uh, is that she feels like Robin would be uh, how much shame she would get from Robin for telling her this. Yeah, story. I w- if I was Robin, I would feel some kind of way too. Like that's your only child for years and years and years and years and years. Your daughter, they've been through adventures together. They've almost died together. They, they have so much history as a mother and daughter in terms of just pure um unfiltered relationship you know that her mother couldn't tell her that it would make her feel some kind of way and be ups- i mean if that was me i would i would be upset i'd be like really all these years and you couldn't tell me i'm your kid you really couldn't share that with me who am i going to tell i know the thing that's always frustrating about that though is that it's like when you when you add these elements into somebody's backstory but <laughs> that know. makes you question like their relationship with like that they never shared this with anybody ever or the whole course of the time we've ever seen them on a show of course not that, you know they shared it with somebody like remember i was talking about how she was in the hallway and she was sharing it with with with, uh, she was talking to Valentine. I'm like, okay, so you're having this conversation about this miscellaneous child in the hallway, in a hallway where anybody can walk in and hear yeah. you. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't get mad at the, the the actor or the character because it's like, well, they had no choice about this. The writer said, you know what, we're going to add this bit to your character now. <laughs> it's up to you through your performance to kind of convince the audience and justify all these reasons and make it seem like it's all part of a whole. But Mm-mm. still, I, I mean, as a viewer, you're like, What? And she never, ever once said anything to anybody about Mm-mm. this child? Ever? Mm-mm. All right. Cool. Rena says she thinks it's a boy and that Valentine's trying to hide his connection with Heinrich. I agree with that because he's always looking shady whenever Heinrich comes into the picture. And Ms. Yaki says they really wrecked Anna's history to anchor this character. No one cares. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we all know that We all know that Peter Heinrich is, is her kid. Because uh, Kelly's saying that, yeah, it's Peter slash Heinrich is Anna's kid. We know that. So them going off on this adventure is going to be like, really? Yeah, I know. It's just a long way around to get us there. But it's going to give us some Anna-Andre time. So I'll take that. Uh, Annie going in the chat says, did any Anna willingly sleep with Faison or did he rape her? No, it was willingly because she was, it was part yeah. of her operation. It, yeah, but, it was part of her operation to trip him up. So he didn't rape her. No, but she certainly didn't intend on getting pregnant either. No, I don't, I don't think so. But you know, using a condom might have been a good thing. I'm just saying. That, it's only like 98% <laughs> of the time, Carla. I'm just saying. 98% is better than two. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, for Frank. Yeah, Brit. That's right. You're right, you Michael B. You keep forgetting Brit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and the show does as well. So. Oh, maybe Brit, <laughs> maybe Brit is. An, oh, wouldn't that be interesting if Brit turned out to be Anna's daughter? No, because uh, she's. Uh, but they say she's Liesl's daughter, but she might not be. Why, why, why Liesl would know that she had a baby. She would know that. W- would she? Yeah. Anna didn't know she had a baby. 
Well, though, Anna knows she had a baby. She doesn't know where it is now. Liesl knows she's got a baby. She knows where it is. It's in jail. (laughs) The chat room is going in. Y'all are killing me tonight. That's true. Yeah, uh, Ms. Jackie with some strong, uh, some th- strong thoughts about that. Uh, yes. Uh, everybody, it, it's a choice. Everybody makes a choice. This is true. Life is about choices. Yes. And it's all an individual choice. So there's that. Uh, other memorable storylines here. Uh, of course, you know, a little bit of Valentine and uh, Nina. Uh, so much. I did like the scenes between Valentine and Nina in the offices. Nina's trying to. Wipe the the rug from all the blood that is still there from the crime scene. Oh, I saw that. Oh, that was that was heartbreaking for me. Yeah, that was heartbreaking for me because I just I love watching what they're doing with her character now. Because I remember when they first brought her on, she was such a a little butthead, <laughs> and she was so evil and nasty. And they've given her a lot of humanity, and it's been really nice to see her have a, a character arc where she can can grow and really dig in as an actress. I really like that. But, yeah, that was heartbreaking. It was. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have to call it there. We'd love to chat yeah. more. But we're going to have to part right now. Oh, my gosh. I know. But, Another uh, week. Yes. Uh, but, of course, we'll be back next week. And we will. And, of course, the, the General Hospital Convention is going to be happening, as Carla mentioned earlier. It'll be happening. Uh, is it Burbank or Pasadena? Burbank. Burbank. Get out there. Uh, if you're here nearby the Los Angeles area and you're interested, go uh, go to the, the GH website. I'm sure they're going to have links and whatnot to be able to find out about that GH convention. Get your tickets now. Go over there and meet some of the uh, the soap star elite. Yep, yep. Yeah, but in the meantime, folks, thanks for watching. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Uh, you can know what you can do. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up while you're there. But if you want to continue the conversation or uh, throw any shade back at me for my, my dead emotions... <laughs> Uh, uh, or praise Carla for her awesomeness. Carla, where can they find you? You can find me, Carla Renata, at The Curvy Critic across all social media platforms. And yes, Miss Kelly, we will see you next week. That's right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, give me your shade. I welcome it. Uh, at Happy Go Jackie. Until next week, folks. That's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. We'll see you back here next Sunday night right here on AfterBuzz TV. Deuces. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 